Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for December 12th. The topic is Our Lady of Guadalupe. The Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to Juan Diego on Tepeyac Hill near Mexico City on the 9th of December, 1531, to ask for the construction of a church there in her honor. After the miraculous cure of his uncle Bernardo, this Indian peasant brought to his bishop some roses that he received from Our Lady as a sign of her request. As the flowers fell from his cloak to the ground before the astonished prelate, the image of the Blessed Virgin, which is venerated in the Basilica of Guadalupe to this day, was miraculously impressed on the simple garment before their eyes. Part 1. The Apparition of the Blessed Virgin to Juan Diego Devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe began at the outset of evangelization in that country when there were still few Christians in Mexico. At this time, Our Lady, having appeared to the Indian peasant Juan Diego, had sent him to the bishop to express her desire for a church to be built and dedicated in her honor on Tepeyac Hill. During the first apparition, Our Lady said to him, Since I am truly your merciful mother and that of all men, I will grant everyone who visits the sanctuary the fruit of my affection, my compassionate attention, my help and salvation. I will hear your cries of distress so as to cure all your sufferings and ills. Mary delivered another message to Juan Diego that could well be addressed to all Christians. I, who am your mother, stand before you. You remain always under the shelter of my protection. Be aware of how fortunate you are to have access to my motherly care at all times. We never have any reason to fear, since Mary, the mother of Jesus, accompanies us, and she is the mother of all men. The local bishop had asked for a sign as proof of Mary's petition before granting Juan Diego's request. Our Lady appeared again later and directed the amazed peasant to cut a bouquet of long-stemmed roses that were growing nearby on the arid hillside to be presented to the bishop. This miraculous event took place in the dead of winter, in the month of December, 2,000 feet above sea level. When Juan Diego spread out his white cloak to deliver the roses, the beloved image of the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared, impressed upon it, as is plain for any observer to see today. This image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, a young, dark-skinned woman, surrounded by a radiant light, gradually appeared in full color on the Indian's simple cloak a garment woven together out of common vegetable fibers. A remarkable wave of conversion in the entire Aztec territory, extending from Central America to the Philippine Islands, took place following Our Lady's apparition on Tepeyac Hill. 
From St. John Paul II, Our Lady of Guadalupe continues to be a great sign of Christ's nearness to us today. She extends an invitation to all men and women to enter into communion with the Father. At the same time, Mary encourages all of us to enter into greater communion with one another. Our Lady's efficacious intercession has always prepared the way for the work of evangelization of nations. We cannot even imagine carrying out the apostolate of friendship and confidence without the help of Our Lady. Therefore, when the Vicar of Christ on earth, the Pope, calls all the faithful to participate in a new evangelization of Europe and of the world, we look to the intercession of Our Lady, so that she will show us, who belong to the Church, the best way to carry out this awesome task we are entrusted with. We implore from her the grace to dedicate ourselves with renewed missionary zeal to this sublime undertaking. She will show us the most efficacious way of drawing our friends closer to God, since she herself will prepare them to receive the grace of God fruitfully. Part 2 our Lady prepares the souls of our friends, as she also prepares for all apostolate. Through fervent piety and an efficacious desire to serve others, we will be able to carry out the re-evangelization of the world. St. John Paul II prayed, Blessed Virgin of Guadalupe, Mother of the Americas, behold how great the harvest is. Intercede before the Lord for us, so that our hunger for sanctity in the world may increase. May we give all we can to carrying out this task, especially to the people we find at our side every day. The harvest is still great, and the laborers to gather it in continue to be few. The Holy Father continues, May all the faithful strive to follow Christ closely. May the life of each one be filled with loving and humble service, carried out for the glory of God and the good of all souls. People from all walks of life hunger to know the truth, but have no one to teach it to them. Many seek to know the path to God, yet do not know the way. Each one of us, in our specific place in society, can point out to many others the straight path to union with Christ through devotion to Our Lady. Our word and our example of devotion to her will be the most efficacious witness we can render. The faith on the American continent had its origin in Europe. Many men and women of diverse races have found the way to salvation through the heroic and self-sacrificing efforts of the first missionaries to arrive there. During their period of history, the Blessed Virgin prepared the way for them, as she will do for us now. In spite of all the difficulties they experienced in carrying out this divine task, the first Christians in these lands were able to proclaim the profound mysteries of the faith in their milieu through consistent effort, patience, and supernatural spirit. Again from St. John Paul II, 
Now in Europe, however, we find a growing temptation and tendency toward atheism and skepticism. There is widespread uncertainty concerning morality itself. In the wake of this ignorance has come the disintegration of the family and the wholesale deterioration of the Christian way of life. A dangerous trend of ideas and practices conspires to stifle the expression of Christian life in society. Many countries of profound Christian tradition seem to be returning to a kind of paganism comparable in magnitude to the ones they were freed from in the past. Whereas in former times the light of the faith used to spread from these ancient countries to the rest of the world, currently it is the poison of a new paganism that is being passed on. We Christians are called to be leaven in the very heart of society. The strength of the faith has not diminished over the course of 20 centuries. It is constantly being renewed. For this reason, we cannot relax the intensity of our struggle as if everything had already been accomplished. In the face of the evil that threatens to destroy the seed which Christ desires to sow and cultivate in the heart of every man, we need to be more persistent than ever in helping to bring Christ's salvific mission to completion. If the early Christians had allowed themselves to become intimidated by the enormous challenge before them, if they had relied on human efforts alone, they would not have accomplished anything in those first centuries throughout those early pagan societies. The Lord encourages us to renew continually our efforts in the face of so urgent a task. Each of us is called to participate fully in this effort with the means we have at hand. This undertaking is truly a fascinating adventure, both from a human and a supernatural point of view. Today we may consider, with the support of Our Lady of Guadalupe, what we can contribute in our everyday circumstances in order to bring the task of re-Christianization to fruition. Do we foment an active interest in bringing our family and friends closer to Christ? Do we take advantage of every occasion without missing opportunities to speak courageously about the faith we carry in our heart? Do we take our own Christian formation seriously? Could we offer our time to teach catechism or to engage in other works of mercy? Do we lend financial assistance to sustain projects that contribute toward the human and supernatural development of people in need? We cannot rest content under the impression that there is little we can do in the course of our everyday professional work to promote the re-evangelization of the world. God will multiply enormously the effect of apparently small offerings of work well done of prayer and initiatives that we can offer Him. Besides, when many people do what falls within the scope of their capabilities, entire countries can be converted, as happened in the earliest centuries. Part 3 Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. 
These words of the Lord are universally applicable to every time and place, and are addressed to every individual of every nation. The apostles received this commission from Jesus, and we in turn are entrusted with the same task. In a world where the customs and habits of millions, to all intents and purposes, are pagan, we have the splendid responsibility of working to bring the divine message of salvation to all men. To carry out this commission from the Lord, we can count on the efficacious assistance He promised us. I will be with you always until the consummation of the world. God acts directly in the soul of each person through grace. One gospel account among many shows us that God wants some men to be instruments in working out the salvation of others. Go therefore to the crossroads and invite to the marriage feast whomever you shall find. St. John Chrysostom comments on this verse. All noble human professions, like the study and teaching of philosophy, or the calling of a soldier, for example, are circumstances in which men and women can help to draw others closer to the Lord. Business trips and recreational expeditions can no less be opportunities for spreading the teachings of Christ. There are countless occasions on which the laity can exercise an apostolate of evangelization and sanctification. Family ties, sickness, friendly social visits to the homes of our friends, sending Christmas cards, and letters to newspapers can all provide good opportunities for doing apostolate. Each one of us must be able to say with St. Teresa of Lisieux, until the consummation of the world, while there are still souls to save, I will not be able to rest. We too live among souls still longing to be saved, though they may not yet be aware of it. We encounter them in our homes, at our places of work, and in our neighborhood. Let us ask the Blessed Virgin for an ever-growing desire to be courageous and daring in sowing the good seed of Christ's doctrine. May we strive to contribute towards having the person and teachings of Christ proclaimed in every corner of the globe without ever giving in to human respect. May we cast aside all pessimism, ever confident of the ultimate triumph of good over evil. The effect of our good deeds will have an immeasurable impact on society. With the grace of the Lord, we will be like the stone that falls into the lake and produces one ripple, and then another, and another, until the end of time. Truly, Jesus grants supernatural efficacy to all our words and deeds in a way that we are most of the time unaware of. Today we ask Our Lady of Guadalupe to show herself to be our compassionate mother. May she help us to proclaim the gospel through our behavior in our everyday actions. May we make every effort to understand other people by sharing in their joys and in whatever may be sources of anxiety in their lives. Only by making an effort to live all the human virtues will we be able to draw our friends towards living the fullness of supernatural life, beginning here and now. Again from St. John Paul II. 
Queen of Apostles, accept our complete readiness to work for the restoration and fulfillment of your Son's kingdom. May we not withhold anything at all in helping to bring His salvific will to fruition. May we be completely dedicated to the cause of the gospel and of ultimate peace in the world. May our struggle be firmly grounded on justice and be a stimulus for reciprocal charity among men and women and all nations. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.